the Faith Meeting Faith podcast, promoting people of all faiths living in Warsaw. A real chance to sit back and hear someone else's story. So welcome to the third episode of the Faith Meeting Faith podcast. My name is Liam and today I have the joy of welcoming Shivendra Kumar Sinha, who is going to share with us something about his faith tradition. Shivendra is a Hindu and a retired consultant physician specialising in care for the elderly. Shivendra worked in the Manor Hospital before retiring in 2003. And if you thought that was enough, he has also found the time to author two books on Hinduism. Hello, Shivendra. It's great to welcome you to the podcast. Hello, Liam. Thanks for your kind introduction. All our guests are asked the same four questions. So let's begin. Shivendra. I've described yeah. you as being a Hindu. Could you yeah. tell us more about how you identify with this particular faith? Yes, as I say, I was born in a Hindu family. So I have been a Hindu by birth. But as you know, there is no conversion in Hinduism. Anybody who likes the thoughts and philosophy of Hinduism is always welcome to join this Hindu faith. It's a very old religion, and actually, this was a name given by the Orientalists in early 19th century. Uh, more appropriately, we call it as a Sanatan Dharma, where Sanatan means eternal and Dharma means the natural law. No one can trace its origin. It is eternal and it's a spiritual phenomenon that is believed to be as old as the earth itself. I can say that Hinduism is more like a way of life for the human beings. There is no single founder or a prophet like in Christianity or Islam. There is no single book which we can say that this is describes all about Hinduism. But there is a multitude of scriptures like Vedas, Upanishads, Purans, big epics like Ramayana and Mahabharata and Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita actually is a part of Mahabharata epic itself. I personally do believe in God, as most of the Hindus do, although there are some amongst the Hindus who do not believe in God and they call themselves atheists. It is often said that Hinduism has got multiple deities, but we believe these multiple deities are just the aspects or manifestations of a single supreme reality or the absolute. As a matter of fact, Vedas quote that reality is one, the sages speak of it in different ways and names. Hindus believe in the existence of soul or Atma, which is present in all the living beings. It is eternal and again never dies. In fact, it is a part of the supreme reality or the supreme soul. Uh, we also believe in reincarnation. That is one life after another. And the ultimate objective of human life is to get rid of this cycle of birth and death and get liberation or moksha after which the soul reunites with the super soul. Scriptures prescribe the ways to achieve liberation. Another unique concept of Hinduism is karma or deeds. It's a law of moral causation. Just as the law of cause and effect works in the physical or material world, similarly, law of karma works in the moral world. 
what we are at present is a result of what we did in our past lives and similarly what we do now and in future lives will affect the future births so this is in very short description about hinduism the main features i have just highlighted uh, but as i say it is a vast subject and uh, it's difficult to quantify all these aspects in one go how would you say your faith makes a difference to your everyday life it affects in various ways it makes us to do our daily sort of routine to keep our body clean and healthy by doing some simple exercises like pranayam and asanas now pranayam is actually a breathing control it helps to improve your lung functions physically and it also makes your body healthy and the mind healthy as well because body is the embodiment of a soul so we, i believe that it is our duty to keep our body healthy and fit as best as possible then i do a daily prayer to remember god which gives me an inner strength and keeps control of anger passion lust and jealousy etc when we go to work if you go with these thoughts in the back of your mind you are always mindful of your activities what you are doing and you try to do to the best of your abilities as a doctor myself when i was working in the hospital i used to go after my prayers and all that and i felt that god has sent me to do this good work and i will try and do my best to keep him pleased i i did my job quite sincerely as far as i couldn't know because you have to interact with many disciplines in your job you have to keep control of your mind keep control of your anger you should be getting in quarrel and fights with your colleagues and that was one of the things which i feel that getting ready with this background of prayer and all that helped and at the same time you did your work honestly and with the best of your abilities be truthful and also kind and uh, partake in some charity works uh, which i obviously did quite a bit of that so that's how it affected my daily routine or daily life for those that may not know what could someone expect to find when entering your place of worship the place of worship for hindus is called a mandir m a n d i r mandir or a temple in english in england there are only very few purpose built temples as we have back in india in midlands as far as i know there are couple of purpose built temples like one in walsall in the shri ram mandir on ford street and quite a lavish one in oldbury called balaji temple majority of the temples that we have are improvised private houses or old unused churches but they have tried to arrange these buildings in a way which very much simulates the concept of a temple back in india so once you enter through the main door of the temple you have to take off your shoes and most of the temples will provide shoe racks where you can stack them then you enter into the main hall or the inner sanctum where you will find the images of various gods and goddesses nicely decorated with colorful clothes ornaments and garlands sometimes of fresh flowers depending upon the season also there is an aura of uh, incense sticks 
There is usually a bell hanging from the ceiling in the main hall, and one can ring the bell. Symbolically, it is to ascertain your presence in front of the deities. Depending upon the time of one's visit, one may hear the prayers or what we call arti being done by the priests. The priests at the temple perform worship and arti twice daily, one in the morning about lunchtime and once in the evening. In the afternoon, after lunch hour, the deities are supposed to rest, and so curtains are drawn in front of these idols, so you can't actually view the idols at that time. During arti, which is done twice daily, morning and evening, mantras, the priest recites various mantras and will wave a plate made of copper, and on that plate there is a lamp filled with ghee and a wick, which is lighted. All the devotees present at the arti will join with the priest with the prayers. The plate with the lamp is believed to acquire the radiance and power of the deity. The devotees cup their downturned hand over the flame and uh, believe the, the radiance and power of the deity has been passed on to them. And then they touch the, their palms to the, to the forehead, which symbolizes the purificatory blessings. One usually offers some charity on the plate. The temples are vibrant places. The devotees can silently pray in front of the idols and try to concentrate their mind on God. The idols are actually a means of the devotees to concentrate and think about the presence of God in those images. The temples are also a place of a community worship and other social functions of various festivals and weddings, etc. There is no funeral at the temples and the dead body is not brought in the temple for any memorial players, which is a major difference from other religious faiths. So that's in short what one can expect when you visit a Hindu temple. Could you choose a short passage from your faith scriptures? I know you've mentioned there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, a short passage to share with us and perhaps say a little something about why you chose the particular words you're about to share. Yes, as I said, uh, you know, there are quite a lot of scriptures, big and small, but I have uh, selected a piece from uh, Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Bhagavad Gita is, a, you can say, it contains, in short, all the things which has been said in Vedas and Upanishads, and actually Gita is also known as Gitopanishad, which is a combination of Gita and Upanishad. And it, in fact, gives you very practical advice about how to lead your life. Uh, because, as I mentioned earlier, the main objective of human life is lead towards uh, liberation or moksha. So I just selected one verses because there are 700 verses in Bhagavad Gita separated into 18 chapters. I have just selected one from chapter 16 and it is a verses from 1 to 3. It's a short summary of that which describes the various nature or various aspects of the human life which will help a human being to move towards liberation. It says that fearlessness, purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge, charity, self-control, performance of sacrifice, study of scriptures like Vedas, Bhagavad Gita, simplicity in lifestyle, non-violence, truthfulness, freedom from anger, 
renunciation, tranquility, aversion to fault finding in others, compassion for all living entities, freedom from covetousness, not be too greedy, gentleness, modesty, steady determination, vigor, forgiveness, fortitude, freedom from envy and from passion for honor. These are some of the transcendental qualities which belong to the godly men endowed with a divine nature. As I said, I've selected this verse because it is a very comprehensive guide to lead a person as to how best one can lead your life and progress towards the objective of getting liberation. It may not come in one life, but as we believe in life after life, it may take few lives, but so long as one is on the path of these guidelines, hopefully it will lead to liberation. Thank you, Chifendra, for being part of our podcast and for sharing so openly about your experience of faith. Thank you also to everyone who has taken the time to listen to someone else's story. Faith Meeting Faith is an invitation to meet with people of all faiths in Warsaw, to celebrate the things we have in common and meet our differences with grace. We meet every Monday at 8pm for an online and unstructured time of conversation. If you'd like to participate or find out more, please find our group on Facebook, Faith Meeting Faith. And until next time, thank you.